This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. It is almost NaNoWriMo season. I'm not quite sure how that happened. But, and I'm not quite sure what number it is. It's, things have fallen apart, the center cannot hold, but I should be writing us back with Valerie Valdez helping me out. So we'll get started on that. Possibly the worst intro I've ever done. Slouching toward Bethlehem, waiting to be born. Yes. Well, I should be riding. I should be working on my crafts. I should be riding. I should be submitting my next rounds. But I'm sitting home watching the doctor. Anyway, hi there. Welcome to I Should Be Writing. This is a podcast for wannabe fiction writers, and I am your host, Mer Lafferty. I am uh, been doing this. Actually, it, it, I forgot to mark the 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 anniversary. As of twenty twenty three, I've been published traditionally published for ten years. Oh wow! <laughs> years. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's that's wild. Um, and. I've gotten some award nominations and a couple of wins, and I try to throw my credentials out because it's very difficult for me with the self-esteem problems I have, but I also want people to listen to me and think, I might know a little bit about what I'm talking about because there are a lot of people out there who give advice who don't know what they're talking about. So uh, I have turned in my book three of Midsolar Murders, uh, which had its name is Infinite Archive. I turned in the rough draft. And uh, then I'm kind of toying around with a new idea. I wrote a little bit on it Tuesday, and I was going to write a little bit more on it today. I don't have a working title for that yet, but I'm having fun with it. Um, went to Comic-Con. That was fun. And I found out today that Station Eternity is earned out. So there's my amazing news. Did not expect that at all. So I'm now actually going to expecting a royalty check. It's not huge. I mean, it just barely earned out, but it's still a royalty check that I did not expect for months. So I'm very excited about that. Um, You're so amazing. I, <laughs> I think that's pretty much all my news. If there's something else, I don't know. We, we lost the Hugo. Uh, Valerie and I co-edited Escape Pod, and we lost the Hugo for Best Semi-Prosine. But that's okay. Friend of the stream, Ursula Vernon. T. Kingfisher won Best Novel, and uh, upcoming guest, Travis Baldry, author of Legends and Lattes, uh, won the Astounding Award. So there are a lot of people to be happy for. I love the sentiment that we lost it. Like, yeah, we had heisted it, and then uh, as we were making our escape, we dropped it. That would be a better shaft. story than the reality. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, anyway, that's what I've been up to. That's my news. Uh, Valerie, what have you been up to that you can tell us about? You're always doing, like, covert, <laughs> secret stuff. 
I'm a secret agent. No, um, I can now announce the the NDA project that I finished writing last August wow. was, uh, yeah, it was a Magic the Gathering story for the Lost Caverns of Ixalan, or Ixalan, depending on who's pronouncing it. And uh, that, that released on uh, last Friday. So if you're into Magic the Gathering stories, you can go check that out. If you're not into Magic the Gathering stories, it will not make much sense to you. So... <laughs> Um, how long is it? I th- I thought I saw you post like a couple of chapters. Is it a long story? Oh, it is. It's six episodes. It's I want to say it's about thirty thousand words. So it's a solid novella length. Yeah, that's that's not a story. That's a, that's a <laughs> that's intense stuff there. They're all stories. It's like it's like your your abuelas telenovelas. It's it's all their stories. Okay. Same. Okay. Yeah. Mama's got to watch your stories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So can you tell us anything you're working on uh, right now? So what I'm working on right now, uh, two things. I'm working on an anthology story for the World Building for Masochist anthology that recently kickstarted. And so I have got that. That is due to our esteemed editors. If you don't listen to World Building for Masochists, it's a great podcast. Highly recommend it. And I am working on um, potential sequels to Where Peace is Lost if the editors will buy them from me, we shall see. I mean, I say the editors as if they're responsible for it. Like they could be like, we love this. Take it to acquisitions and acquisitions goes. Nope. Yep. I am familiar with that situation. Painfully so, but let's see if we can get you some more sales for where peace is lost. Tell us what it's (laughs) about. And I won't interrupt this time. (laughs) No worries. So the elevator only. (laughs) <laughs> the elevator pitch for it um, is that uh, it is about a refugee hiding from the empire that conquered her people, and she has to risk exposure or or even war uh, by taking a road trip to save her new home from a war machine that could destroy the planet. Excellent. Epic, epic stuff. It's it's. Um, it is space opera, but it's also sort of space fantasy in the same way that like Star Wars and, you know, Voltron Legendary Defender are space fantasy. Um, I've the new the new comp titles that I compared to because Star Wars is really broad, but I feel like it has a very Mandalorian vibe. Like if you liked a kind of stoic main character uh, wandering around a planet doing stuff then this is that's that same kind of vibe and Voltron legendary defender is definitely very near and dear to my heart I do love paladins and this is a paladin book the main character is a, a knight with a cool magitech armor so yeah good times good times yeah it's a good good book I enjoyed it oh cool um well cool so we talked about where pieces lost we talked about the magic story um but Valerie, you have you wear so many hats. You wear you probably wear more hats than I do because you're also the the mother of two small kids and you have a day job and you're a municipal liaison. I said that right. I didn't stumble at all for NaNoWriMo, <laughs> which means you know a lot more about how this whole thing works than most of us. Let's let's be fair because I always mm-hmm. try to remember that somebody may be listening to this for the first time. Somebody may have heard the word NaNoWriMo and doesn't know what it means. So mm-hmm. take us from the beginning, not not like the history, but like tell us what NaNoWriMo is and what your role is 
as municipal liaison. Absolutely. So NaNoWriMo is short for National Novel Writing Month. Every November, people around the world get together and try to write a 50,000-word novel in one month. And the sort of official, if you're playing 100% by the lawful good rules, uh, you are attempting to write an entire new novel start to finish in that month. But Many people at this point are nano rebels, and so you just kind of want to make a 50,000-word project of any kind, whether it's something you've already started and are just continuing, or uh, you know that it's not going to be finished over the course of the month because it's going to be a 100,000-word novel. Um, and some people, what they do is they work on other stuff, short story collections or uh you know, twine games or what have you just, and then sort of will track things a little differently by like word count or page count or something like that. And they apply esoteric mystical math to make it equal word count that then they can enter on the website. Yes. So what is your role as liaison? So my role is I am a volunteer um, facilitator for my region, which means that I try to put together events, write-ins specifically, but also a kickoff party where people can get together and just kind of chat and meet each other and know that you're all in this together. And then a, what is called a TGIO or a thank goodness it's over party that happens after the event where we all commiserate about what went wrong <laughs> or right. Um, as the case may be. But, and a write-in, for those who don't know, is it's a co-working session, essentially, virtually or in person. You get together with people and you all write simultaneously. Uh, sometimes you will have timed, like, pomodoros. Sometimes people will just put their headset on and go. Sometimes people just show up and eat cookies and drink coffee, and that's cool, too. Ah, sorry. There's an amber <laughs> alert, and my phone is freaking out. Okay. Oh, no. It's in a county that's far from here, so I don't know why they're telling me, but... Just in case. Just in case. Um, so, one thing that... I, I haven't heard it very much recently, and I, by recently I mean like the last five years or ten years or something. I don't know. But early on, there was a lot of uh, people thumbing their nose at NaNoWriMo, Mm -hmm. Um, there were the professionals who were just like, well, every month is National Novel Writing Month for me. And, um, you know, why do you only write in November and not any of the other times? And really just trying to yuck someone's yum. Yeah. And do you, do you still hear that these days? Cause I, I realized that I heard it a while back, but I haven't really heard And I'm just may have surrounded myself by like-minded people. And sometimes that's the echo chamber. And sometimes you just don't have to hear the crap other people are saying. And that's kind of nice sometimes. I, I wonder if there's like enough NaNoWriMo people at this point who are published writers that it's kind of lost some of that sheen of the amateur somehow. I, I don't know, but I definitely haven't heard that as much as, um, I feel like I also would occasionally see that kind of grump on social media, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I think that that more and more writers, the benefit of NaNoWriMo, even if you're a professional writer and you write 100% of the time all year round, is that 
you're doing this together with other people who are also doing this thing. And even professional writers, a lot of them don't write 50,000 words in a month. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's a much slower pace and it's, it's spread out over a longer period of time. And so I think that there is still a sort of madcap, you know, magic to attempting something so enormous in such a short span of time. For some people, yeah, I mean, they can crap 50,000 words out without any problem whatsoever. For me, it still is a lot. It's a lot. I, I struggle to get to the daily word count. So, um, but I do it. Yeah. I do it. Low and steady wins, wins the race. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I mean, you still will see people being like, oh, that was a nano novel. Obviously it sucks as if we wrote it and then simply put it on it as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, what do you, especially with trad pub stuff? It's like, do, did you think it didn't go through multiple levels of editing multiple, before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was surprised. Um, the night circus is one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. And that started out as a nano book, but I found yeah. out that, I mean, it's, it's a romantic book. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you'd call it a romance because it doesn't really follow romance tropes or beats, but it, there's a heavy line of, you know, the two main characters fall in love. Mm -hmm. That's not too much of a spoiler to give that off. Mm -hmm. But then I found out, like, her first draft didn't even have one of them. Yeah, no, so that's like, the thing. <laughs> that, that was amazing to me that, that it changed that much to add such an important main character to the story so yeah pros do NaNoWriMo and our books change a lot there's me there's mm -hmm. Valerie Mary Robinette Kowal um yeah there, there's a lot of them mm -hmm. who who do NaNoWriMo either for camaraderie or sometimes it's good to get a, a head start on a new book yeah, and a lot of it is the community. I don't do the, I don't really do the community uh, on the site, and mm -hmm. I haven't really had good luck with my local municipal liaisons. But I have really enjoyed uh, those of us in the Discord doing NaNoWriMo. And for the short term, our NaNoWriMo Discord is going to be open to anybody who wants to join. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you can support the Patreon or the Substack and get an invite uh, to the entire. Discord, but uh, we're putting NaNoWriMo open to everybody. So I need to remember to put that link in the show notes. <laughs> what do you know about pros who get a lot out of NaNoWriMo, Valerie? You know, I I know that if you go to the website now, they do not have like a list of, you know, novels that were written during NaNoWriMo, but you will find a lot of published authors talking about it on their website. They They put out regular pep talks from, you know, USA Today, best-selling authors and really smart, cool, important people. And um, it's, it, again, it is, it's a tool. Like Nano, like so many other things, is a tool that can work for you or it cannot work for you. For some people, the idea of writing 50,000 words in a month is just insurmountable, period, end of report. They can't do it for various reasons. And not, not a single one of those reasons has to be that they're like, a bad writer mm -hmm. because that's absolutely not the case at all but um but for the people who do you know give it a try even if you write 20,000 words even if you write 10,000 words as long as you wrote more words than you would have otherwise then I feel like it's a success and you should make the attempt and see where it takes you and part of it too is that I, th I think that some people have complained that over recent years Nano has shifted to be a very um 
I'm not going to say forceful, but nudging people towards self-publishing their work Hmm. and having a lot of stuff revolve around self-publishing, prizes that are very much only really useful if you're self-publishing. And uh, I think that it's easy to forget that the first reason you should probably do NaNoWriMo is because it's fun. And if you're not having fun, do something else. Yeah. Go play a video game. Go watch movies. Like, it's fun. You should be having fun. It's a challenge. It's ambitious. But it's supposed to be fun. Write fanfic. Write whatever you want. Like, come in and and do your, um, I don't know, Hannibal Muppets crossover. Whatever. Like, have a good time doing the thing with other people or by yourself. Yeah, that's my that's my nano pitch. That Have sounds a good, good. I think I I think NaNoWriMo is a tool, and it's a tool you can choose to to use or not. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get like most things can get a little too attached to it or put a little bit more importance on it than is healthy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. really, it's something that you can use to help kickstart a project and um, I like it. So I recommend it. It's nanorimo.org. Is there any secret ML advice that you have to give our listeners before we sign off? So my secret sauce. Um, and, and the thing is too, that what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you, but I will say that I think a thing that works for everyone is create a meal plan for yourself a meal plan that's a meal plan just before before nano starts make a meal plan so that you don't have to think about what you're going to cook every day if you can have like pre-made meals that's not always financially feasible but or healthy yeah we're healthy yeah but having stuff that you can just grab and go is really helpful but more so just at least have a plan in place so that every day, if you're the kind of person who needs two options and, and you have to choose one, that's cool. But otherwise, just 30 days, 30 meals, do it so you don't have to think about it. Likewise, clean your house, do your laundry and actually oh, yeah. fold it and put it away. <laughs> oh, God, that's that's asking too much, man. Calling everyone out here. Um, and what else? Uh, stock up on essentials so you don't have to like run to the store suddenly to get cat food or whatever. Um, just anything that you can do to clear the path for you. Think of it as that. This is your machete work. You are cutting weeds and, and underbrush out of the way so that you can smoothly progress throughout the month to, to the, your end goal. Um, so just anything that you can do that is that do it. Yeah. I will also say that for me personally, which is not the case for everyone. Um, I find that if I hit the word count every day, I will make it. If I don't hit the word count, yikes on bikes. And so some people are burst writers for some people you'll write 3000 words one day and then, yeah. And then like no words the next day. And that's okay. To be clear, Mm -hmm. you know, yourself, Lean into whatever works best for you. For me, it's twisting my arm and making sure I hit work on every day. Um, and then other little tips and tricks. 
round up. So whatever your word count is when you stop, uh, you know, Pomodoro or whatever, check the word count and then try to round up to the next 50 words or, you know, at least the next zero. Like, so just sit there and force yourself to write that many more words until you have rounded up to the next little increment. That just gives you a few bonus words, but it adds up. And um, I like the I like yeah. the uh, roundup plan. Yeah, because it, it is it's usually pretty easy to manage because chances are you're close enough to the next increment of of fifty or a hundred that you just write one more sentence and you're there. Um, and I will also say that, and I'm pulling this number. I'm using the gluteus maximus extraction method here, but I think I did read it somewhere that Nano has discovered that you are 30% more likely to finish your novel in the month or to, to hit 50K if you make yourself a cover. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, for some reason, it just it helps people feel more invested and more attached to the thing that they're doing. So that's good. I will also say that there are a couple of normal drop-off points. You're, it's like you're, it's like you're deep sea diving, and then you know you hit a certain level, and then it suddenly there's a big drop, and then another level, and there's another big drop. And the drop-off points tend to be within the first few days, where you're like, oh no, I have not been able to hit daily word goal, and I'm a failure, and I will give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Um, likewise, usually around like twenty to thirty percent mark is a big give up point. Yeah. So at, for the first 10 days, midpoint, everybody hates the middle of a book. And so once you've hit what appears to be the messy middle, chances are your brain simply stops functioning in a useful way, effectively. Um, those are really the, the main ones. If you can hang on through the messy middle, chances are you're going to make it to the end. Um, it's not a guarantee, but it definitely increases your odds. So just be aware of those drop-off points mm -hmm. around day three and day 10. And if you can slog through that, then you're, then you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. I am planning. Oh, um, I'm planning on a daily podcast for my Patreon. I don't know if I'm going to do nano or not. Mm -hmm. I want to, I always like doing it. But uh, I have to be honest and say if I'm doing a daily podcast and I've got a couple of book events, my book comes out, Chaos Terminal, November 7th. It's gotten a starred <laughs> review from Booklist and Library Journal. Check it out. Woohoo! Hey. Um, but I've got a couple of book events next month. So, like, from about the 6th to the 14th, I'm going to be really busy. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to write at that time. So I don't know if I can commit to Nano, but I do want to do a daily podcast for the Patreon people. And this is where I get really ambitious. I also want to post it to the regular feed. Mm. Like later that, like in the evening. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this from the regular feed, you'll get it in the evening. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that because the more it's it, it, it it sounds like you should just be able to like cut and paste everything, but posting a podcast in different, a lot of different areas takes time and it always mm -hmm. takes more time than I think it's going to take. So we will see if I achieve that, but the theme will be evil Mer giving advice during NaNoWriMo. We'll see if I can do that 30 times. 
Evil Murd vice. It's coming daily. So help, so helpful. Such mustache. Wow. Mm-hmm. I need to buy more mustaches. <laughs> anyway, um, I will be streaming as well on twitch.tv slash Mighty And um, I'll have a couple of guest stars on. I'm going to have Travis Baldry on the 6th because we both have a book coming out on the 7th. So that's going to be fun. Travis is is the author of Legends and Lattes, the Sounding Award winner, and just a delightful person. So uh, looking forward to having him on the show. And I'll probably bring Valerie in again because uh, Valerie is a very good and level-headed person while I flail about and yell a lot. So uh, I'm flailing on the inside. Yay! <laughs> Valerie, where can people find you online? You can find me at ValerieValdez.com. That is Valdez with an S, not a Z. Uh, CandleAndSunshine.com also points to the same location. You can also still find me on certain hell sites, social media at Valerie Valdez. Or if you don't find me at Valerie Valdez, I am Valerie Valdez author instead. And you uh, stream almost every weeknight on Twitch. On Twitch, Monday through Wednesday, it's me and or my and Monday through Friday, it's me and or my husband. I am on Monday through Wednesday. My husband's on Thursday. We stream on Twitch as the kids are asleep, which is ostensibly when we're streaming. However, when we first started streaming, our kids' bedtime was before our stream. But now our kids are older. Yeah, they and tend so, to do that. You know, and so our 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 twelve year old now just keeps being awake. <laughs> oh dare! When, when the stream starts, uh, so so that's the stream name's a lie now, but that's okay. It's uh, aspirational. Yes. <laughs> we and wish you, the kids were asleep. Yes. <laughs> and you can find me at uh, murverse dot com or twitch tv slash mighty mer, and uh, my book comes out on the seventh. You can pre order now, and uh, check out Station Eternity in the meantime, so you can get caught up. Um, but we will see you next week. And until then, you should be writing. I Should Be Writing is available to you under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives license. Theme music by John Anilio. Art by Numbers Ninja. Production by Summer Brooks. And hosting by Libsyn. Find all of this information and more at merverse.com. And remember, we can't do this without you. Thanks for your support. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200.
For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.